where for some reason they assume that babies are untouchable. It's like in in a video game, if yeah. you're running around, you can run over like eighteen thousand old ladies. You you run over one baby, that game's an AO rating. Like that's going to be an adults only. You can't just kill babies in your games. You not in um not in a uh, Mafia One. Well, Mafia One, you can kill children, but not yeah. babies. Oh, that's and it's true. like even then, it's just like, hey, children are fine. You leave you leave the babies alone. Mm-hmm. But I just don't I just don't see why it's such a big deal. Yeah, how are babies gonna ever learn the real world unless you dunk on them a couple times? Yeah, I mean, if they if they're raised to believe that just because they're a baby, they ain't gonna get fucked with. How are they ever gonna grow? <laughs> <laughs> if you get a baby that gets like cognitive reasoning just a little too quick, yeah, you bet that that body ain't gonna <laughs> gain no muscle mass or nothing. It's <laughs> gonna go, oh shit, I could just do this forever. Yes, <laughs> so then they just stay a baby. Yeah, they just they stop. Think that nothing can hurt them. Well, yeah, because nothing. Yeah, because in the current society, uh, that's just how it is for babies. Babies don't ever have; they're not challenged. Um, they, they well, some just, babies are. Some babies got that scary stuff. Like you get these these new age kind of uh, mothers that are like, "Hey, my baby was just born. Throw it in the pool. It still knows how to swim because it was in my womb. Yeah, so go go do three or four laps, baby, and then it just does. And <laughs> and you know, there's other people are like, "Oh, well, they're they're uh, a lot better about getting sick because they they got so many things mm-hmm. that are." making their body just grow because that's what a baby's supposed to do so inject it with all these diseases and then it will become invincible just constantly expose it to various so bacteria maybe that's why people don't actually fuck with babies like maybe if you were to have a video game where someone shot a baby you're just gonna make bulletproof babies yeah you're gonna just start having bulletproof babies coming up that's the thing we don't we haven't reached a point where we need people that powerful yeah so and so we haven't as we haven't as a culture like decided that we need to fuck with babies. Yeah, we don't need to start. Uh, really, we don't need babies to fuck with us. Is what it is. Yeah, it, it's 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 preventative. <laughs> it's, <laughs> for it, for some reason, I'm imagining like iRobot. It's <laughs> talking to Mister Robot, mm-hmm. and it's the thing of of just like, can you even feel or whatever? And the robot. The robot says uh, something along the lines of, can you, can you call what you do feeling? Some kind of dumb shit. Yeah. I'm just imagining that being Will Smith and then a baby. <laughs> just a baby. <laughs> like, what do you do when they get to that point? He's like, what, what do you think? Do you think problems don't exist just because you can't see them? And then the baby's like, well, do they? And then Will Smith's like, oh, God damn. Because yeah, I remember in the movie Hitch when he eats all those shrimp and his face balloons up. Mm-hmm. And and he thought that that was a problem, but because his face was so bloated that he couldn't see, yeah. he actually still managed to end up with the girl. So it only proves that that, that, you um, that shrimp give you dating problems. <laughs> this is why this not that early joke. ever. <laughs> Uh, why that's not that is an early childhood education podcast. Uh, we we each week we teach we uh, we try to discuss uh, why you should or shouldn't fuck with babies. Um, this week, really all we've learned is just don't fuck with babies. If you do, they're 
If you if you fuck with a baby, it will become more powerful than you can even imagine. It'll become unfuckwittable, and you just and after that, you can you can no longer fuck with said baby. Uh, Daniel, I've arbitrarily decided, uh, what if we, like, tried on this episode at all? Uh, for some reason, I, I felt like... I, I mean, alright, so, so, just elephant in the room. Clearly, this is a bad time to start. However, uh, Man, you wanna know what's really funny about you saying that? Yes. Is, is that as it sits right now, mm-hmm. I can hear two things. One of them is you talking to me about why it was so bad to start now. And the other sound is my dog clawing <laughs> at the glass door, <laughs> trying to go outside and use the restroom. So with that in mind, I'll be right back. <laughs> I kind of make sure my dog doesn't shit everywhere. So you do something really cool. You tell people about what you've been up to. Okay. In the biggest way you can. Oh, in the biggest way? Yeah, I'll be right back. All right. Come here, y'all. <laughs> uh, why this, not that, is a... Um, man, I, I genuinely don't know how to be interesting right now. Um, it is a comedy debate podcast where we attempt to solve interesting unsolved murders um we we go through news clippings uh first-hand accounts and we try to uh re-inject life into these long dead cases um this week we are uh we are hot on the case of uh i can't find uh there we go uh, we are we are on the case of a cell phone found in a cab contains a video of four unknown men being murdered in the middle of the ocean. That sounds pretty wacky. We have a couple interviews with fish coming up, and also a disturbing and seemingly inappropriate amount of um, of ads for home security systems, given the subject matter we're discussing. Uh, all that and more. After I stop vamping for time. Uh, oh, hey. Hey, so it turns out that instead of actually needing to go to the restroom, it was more so along the lines of there was a moth <laughs> just in the room, and that was cause for alarm. So that's good. So we'll see how many more times that happens this I, episode. I hope constantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's seeming, it's, it's seeming like that'll be the case. I'm very it, is, glad, it is appearing so. I'm very glad you followed uh, up with it's seeming with literally anything. <laughs> you decided to follow that phrase up with any words at all. Uh, good call, creatively. Definitely uh, the integrity of the format. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's I say it at work a lot. Okay, and and my boss hates it when I say it, but it's it's just I do the best that I will. I come into work every day and I do the best that I'm gonna every single time, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that 
And he says, that means nothing. And I say, Bonner, you mean nothing. You you think that if that if you weren't like kicked out of the store or fired, they wouldn't replace you in a second. (laughs) Inconsequential. You don't tell me what does or doesn't matter. Just come in here and do the best that you're gonna. And that's it. And just do that. Yeah. But he doesn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) He's not with it, as it were. Yeah, he's not not with the stuff. Now, Drew. Yes. um, What did you talk about while I was gone? Anything good? Uh, For about 30 seconds, I did a parody um, trying to lie as though the show were actually one of those unsolved mystery podcasts. Uh. (laughs) Oh. Uh, where they talk about murders that happened and no one knows what the actual uh, end of it was. And they have like a lot of ads for like home security systems and it's kind of mm. fucked up. I, I, uh, I pretended we were one of those for like 30 seconds. And then in post, I'm going to edit out all the dead air when I just stopped talking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to make it. Well, that's actually going to make it sound like it makes a lot more sense because oh, yeah. it should have taken me that long to make sure my dog wasn't just beating up a bug. Yeah. Um, so good. Everything will will feel more like real life <laughs> once we edit out all of the actual things that happened. Edit out all the dead space. <laughs> Drew, I can't yeah. remember what I asked you last week. What was my lead-in question? Okay, this is going to be really weird for the format, but I'll do it. Um, I really can't. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, yeah. oh, shut up. I'll find it. Let me just find the SoundCloud. Let me get onto our SoundCloud, listen to the start of our, or the end of our last episode. Um, let's see. Why this? Not that. Uh, here it is. I just put it into the chat. But, I mean, you can do it your way. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Episode 13. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash why this not that. Very good. Bam. Oh, nope. Hold on. Yeah, can you find oh, it? God, I talk August? so much. When do I ask any questions? <laughs> I don't, I can't confirm or deny that you do, honestly. Sorry, Drew. Uh, you're fucking my brain right now because you're talking at the exact same level in both this episode of the podcast we're recording and this episode of the podcast I'm listening yeah, of, yeah, of course. I don't know why I wouldn't be. Well, it's weird that you're also just saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, you forget that you're in a time loop. We did time last episode. We oh, did stuff there. Yeah. We didn't explicitly state it, but it was very clearly hinted at throughout the episode. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Why a large firm human touch, not a large firm with a human touch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. It's in the That's uh, the question, Drew. Yeah. It's in the Google sheet from uh, from all the other episodes. Am I not going to have any context, or is it just just free of any context? Why a large firm human touch, not a large firm with a human touch? Um, you need legal help. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a good one, huh? All right. Um. See, here's the thing about a large firm. (laughs) 
Here is the thing about a large, firm human touch. Most importantly, the largeness of the touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. So, uh, (laughs) so like I get the, the, the phrasing that they're going with, with this, uh, with this, um, with this kind of subline here where they want me to know like, Hey, their firm is really, <laughs> this is a side note from the bike. When I wrote it down as the preface in the, uh, in the Excel sheet we use, I wrote it as a large frim with the human touch. And that's fine. Oh my God. Oh my, oh my God. A frim? Um, and so <laughs> the reason why that doesn't do it for me is I know that's just advertising. That's just mumbo jumbo. That's just nothing. They just want me to like, hey, we have like a million people, but we still are like focused on just you. And they aren't. You know who is going to be focused on me? A giant with a law degree. <laughs> and so, because you gotta, you think back to uh, to Jack and his giant beanstalk. That giant, there's no way. You think of something like the size of an ant mm-hmm. in like an old Tammy house. You would never see that. You never get that. As your, but as soon as like Jack gets there, all of his attention is on that super tiny little kid. Right. And so, and that's oh, like yeah, a, that's true. Yeah. And that's like a big legal issue that has a breaking and entering. There was attempted theft. I'm pretty sure a murder. And so like when the giants, the giant community is going to have uh, <laughs> the knowledge of the legal system to be able to handle my case. And they're going to give me the attention, the laser focused attention that I so need for my case, because clearly like Jack, I did it. I deserve to go to jail. And, but I need someone who's focused on it to make me not go to jail at the end of it. Can I just say, I really like the term, the giant community. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, they got a, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it's just, because you know, people people not in the know would just assume that's just a big community, but it's not. No, it's only yeah. like two or three of them. Yeah, there's not a whole <laughs> bunch of giants. Yeah, yeah. Just and they <laughs> they also are very um, they are very versed in law. Well, it's like, what else are you gonna do? All giants do up in their uh, castles with all of their golden fruit or whatever the story was. All they really do is, like, nobody goes up there and talks to them. All they can do is really just read books. Yeah, I mean, just have their swan and their golden eggs and whatnot. I, is that what it is? <clears throat> yeah, no, he had, a, he had a big old goose, and it had uh, laid a golden egg, and then Jack was oh, going to so steal it. I was it. actually right about the golden part? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. I don't know shit about no Jack and Beanstalk. You thought you didn't, but turns right. out you're actually the foremost expert on the subject. Hey, Daniel. <laughs> Uh, you are Dick Wolf, executive producer, Law and Order, and all of its yeah. various spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you have been prefaced uh, before your like before your show uh, completes post production uh, and is about to go to air. Um, they've got a great sound effect they want you to kick off uh, the episodes with after they do like all of the all the intro and all that kind of stuff. And so, with that in mind, Daniel. And again, you want this to be like a nice opener, this alert people to the presence of the show, and mm-hmm. it's something they're familiar with to kind of settle them into the world. And so with that in mind, Daniel, why dun-dun and not ding-dong? this question is this one uh, of yours this is friend of the show me thank you oh me. man 
That's very funny. Thanks. Um, <laughs> well, while I do agree, wait, why why is it dun dun not ding dong? Yeah, again, you want something that's like welcoming and it and it's a nice opener. How many interactions start with someone ringing a doorbell? How comforting is that? You're in your home already. It just makes more sense to do ding dong. But why dun dun though? <laughs> why dun dun though? <laughs> um, I'll tell you why dun dun though. Um, mm. Me being a uh, dick wolf. Yeah, uh, dick wolf. Um, there's a lot of murder. <laughs> And and Law and Order. I don't know if you've seen any episodes. But I haven't. There's, there's many a good murder in those shows. Oh, in addition it. to many a good murder, there are hmm. either many a great arresting or many a bittersweet uh, second murder of whoever did the first <laughs> murder. Bittersweet. Um, well, bittersweet because like okay, the bad guy isn't around anymore, but also he had to do another murder. It's, so I would consider that bittersweet, okay. like drinking a drinking. A, a, I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! So this episode's so great. When I have people, if I have people watching a show, primarily yeah. if not exclusively about murder or kidnapping or things, I don't. I don't want the the sound of that to be ding dong i don't want it to be oh hey this is a sound that happens when like my grandma visits she rings the doorbell i let her and say grandma or the ups guy giving me a good old delivery a good nice package and and he just he, he makes me sign the thing and then i say oh you have a good day i i get that it's welcoming but i don't want people to start hearing their doorbell and going ah murder. murderers here <laughs> or the other murderers, but their police this time are here for this bittersweet episode. <laughs> or, oh, whoop, there's the kidnap rapist. I don't want any of them. I, the thing about, about Dun Dun is that mm-hmm. it has a little bit of that doorbell tinge to it, but it's lower. So it hits close to home, yeah. but isn't hitting directly on your, on your door at your home. It's like right next door on like a, 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 a very cold day is how it would sound. Okay. It needs to be – it needs it does need to be a bell though. If it was a different sound, like if you would have given me like a plink plunk, I wouldn't have been able to answer this question. But, uh, <laughs> luckily, I wasn't concerned with that at all. Good because plink plunk, mm, mm. that's for, that's for <laughs> tomorrow's episode. <laughs> we really ramped up production. <laughs> So that's that's why I go with Dun Dun, and not Ding Dong, because uh, I can't I can't think of a scenario where it would be good. And even if you're a bad person, like say you're a bad murderer or a, a good murderer but misguided, <laughs> and and you're in your house, and then you hear a Ding Dong, and then all of a sudden the the boys in blue uh, are at your door, and you're getting arrested. Yeah. Even though what you did, you thought you had good reasons for. Oh, totally justified. Yeah, well, in your brain, and then except sometimes not even then, every now and then you'll get the one where the person's like, I know it was wrong, I didn't know what happened. And then at the end, like uh, like Ice Cube says, uh, <laughs> Ice this is what Cube. happens when you, when you take drugs. And they say, thanks, Ice Cube. And he says, no problem, man. And he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> he's on his dun, way dun, out dun. the door. Dun, yeah, dun. He's on his way out the door. So the doorbell's bad for both. Whether the you're the arrestor or the arrestee or the murderer or the murdery. Yeah. Um, it's all bad. Doorbell bad. You don't want no doorbell go. Yeah, no door. <laughs> you don't want no doorbell go. You want dun dun. <laughs> This is a very intelligent podcast that we do. <laughs> I'm drooling. Um, <laughs> um, oh, God. Nice. So here's the problem. Okay. Um, you are currently a lawyer. Ooh, that's rough. And... Or no, you're not a lawyer. You you're actually Thank a judge. God. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to make you a lawyer again. Thank that God. happens too often to you. Yeah. You're a judge this time. Nice. Okay. So you you've just heard like the person that you guys are trying to convict is just the most terrifying, spookiest oh. murder man that that you've seen in a hot minute. And okay. and you're like a judge in one of the bad places. You see a lot of bad spooky murder men. But this one, this one takes the cake. Ooh. He is the big kahuna of the bad boys. Of the and, he, and and let's just say that like he has a hundred murder charges. Ooh, a hundred. A hundred. But not even like all at once. Like these this is many a year of of murder charges to to equal a hundred. Let's say he's you know, let's let's say that he is like thirty, and he's killed a hundred people. Okay. In that time, so mm. spaced out evenly. <laughs> um, and so, either way, very bad guy. And so, when you're finally ready to convict him, why four loco, not four consecutive life sentences in prison with no chance of parole? <laughs> Why for loco? Not four <laughs> consecutive life sentences without the opportunity for parole. Um, you know what? This question's I'll, from friend of the show, me. Oh, thank you, me. Um, I am gonna. I, I'm gonna come out and say it. Thirty murders, four life sentences is not enough. That would be an well, insult. Murders, a hundred murders. Jesus, yeah, he's thirty. Yeah, he's murdered a hundred people. In so, his 30 years of being alive. Uh, all spaced out evenly in that time. Yeah, that is... God, that's a lot of murder. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Four life sentences is an insult to the memory of the families of those people he's murdered evenly throughout his 30-year life. Mm. Four, four loco is liable to kill him right on the spot. Um, and I personally, as me, the podcast host and occasional part-time human am not a, <laughs> not a fan of the death penalty in most cases. However, me as a judge, all about it. It's going to get people the vindication they deserve. It's going to satiate their base animal instincts. So we have less people who murder evenly throughout 30 years. And in a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a uh, sympathy streak for me to this murderer, it's going to give him a fun time while his body just struggles to try to figure out what the hell to do with all the caffeine and alcohol his system just took in. And so it's a good, it's a good show. 
it doesn't insult the memory of the deceased by just really not sentencing him to enough uh, jail time, like at all. Uh, and hey, he gets to have a gets to have a little bit of, a little bit of fun time right before you know he dies due to just how four loco works. <laughs> now, as much as I love that answer, I oh, feel yeah. like I could love it a little more. Mm-hmm. What what flavor would you sentence this man to? Let's go for loco. Four loco flavors. Because there, there's a lot of different ones. And for 100 murders in 30 years, there's got to be one that really resonates. All right, uh, so flavorfully. So, I mean, all right, so I would. I, so, so, like, my default is going to be to, you know, let him choose his own. But let's say, like, he asked me for a recommendation, right? Um, <laughs> and, and as a judge, I'm legally obligated to provide him one. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm going to sentence him to four loco, I have to give him a recommendation. That's part of the law. Anyone who's been in a law will tell you. Um, <laughs> I, and so, and so, and, and so the thing that people need to know about four loco, there are series of four loco, right? They've all got the, uh, the, the camo and the bold series, but they have 14% alcohol by volume. I'm not going to do the bartender series because it's going to be a little short notice for us to get a bartender into the court. So true. Unless he's a witness. Yeah. Unless he's a witness, I'm going to assume that he isn't because I don't feel like accounting for that <laughs> at all. Uh, I would go fair. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I would absolutely lead with the camo series. Cause one, he's not going to see it coming. Oh. So, um, and and it gives me it gives me the most options, right? It gives me the most options going with it. And again, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure he understands his right as an American citizen to choose his own four loco flavor to kill him. It is his right to make that decision. However, dude, I mean, like for for me, right? Like for my money, it's got to be black cherry. Because it's got to be black cherry camo. Black cherry. Here's the thing people don't know about black cherry. Perfect balance of sweet and tart. It's bold, just like your night is about to be. That's a quote from Four Loco. This dude has no idea. This guy is... I like to think that, like, that his, like, thing he would tell his victims and Four Loco's slogan are not... are not different enough. (laughs) And see, that's why it's such a fitting... it's such a fitting flavor... Uh, oh my god a follow up though because uh, now I'm just, just kind of scrolling through their, their flavor descriptions this is good um, oh no oh their, no their lemonade is uh, Four Loco's lemonade is uh, Four, Four, Four Loco's lemonade's classic flavor is great on a hot day however you will be doing anything but relaxing how boy howdy are they right what the fuck <laughs> I don't think they realize that they're all of theirs we think uh, for Loco Frost, we think greatness is achieved by having a night with a story that people don't believe when you tell it. Get ready no, for that kind of thing. That's the thing. Frost. For his 30 years, people would be like, oh, what did you do last night, Chet? And he's like, oh, killed a guy. <laughs> they went, Chet, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, because you're always he like says, you have no idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just going to riff on this bit for a while because this keeps working. For Loco Mango is... Four Loco is the ultimate tropical flavor. You might not be on a beach right now, but that doesn't mean you can't drink like it. True. Very true, Four Loco. 
Well, that one's pretty mild. That one's pretty mild. That one's got oh, yeah. some five o'clock somewhere to it. And that's that one's I actually I think that one was like their first one before they realized what that, their that, whole gimmick was. Yeah, that they were actually a company that makes murder liquid. Yeah, <laughs> they make murder liquid. Oh, I found one for like their blueberry flavor. They did for a little while Ooh. for local blueberry. It just says live your life and everybody else's as if it will be their last. <laughs> And see, that's the perfect thing. Again, I'm going to make my recommendation. There's not a wrong choice for him to make. They're all going to kill him. And they're all going to be confident about it. I do need to say that I I lied. There's no four little blueberry. That was just a, a bit. No, I know. I, I know. I can look at all of them. You got right the list there. Yeah. But I just thought it would be fun to say. A night with watermelon in Fort Loco was like a summer fling. Always unpredictable and the memories last forever. <laughs> He says, looking out at the faces of the families. <laughs> oh, shit. Monster. <laughs> Tastes like gold. Not much more we can say. That's Four Loco Gold. Classic. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> that was perfectly fine. I have no jokes to riff on with that one. <laughs> There's nothing more to be said, dude. That's just how it is. Daniel. Yeah. You're a lawyer. Hmm. And you are trying to you're, you're trying to convince the jury to believe in you and to believe that you wouldn't vouch for an actual criminal so that you're the the person you're representing is likely to get off without, you know, having to be four loco to death. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, Daniel, you're you have approached the jury and you're about to make a statement. Garch. Why do you lead with. I may just be a simple country lawyer, but, and not, now, I'm a very good lawyer, and, that question is from friend of the show, uh, Drew, me, thank you, Drew, <laughs> Um, here is the best thing about being a simple southern lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um... Is that if people – because the, the, the natural assumption for people from the south, and this is for any of our, our, our way, way west, way northern uh, listeners, mm-hmm. and I guess other places too. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Is that people assume that folk from the south are incredibly dumb, and listeners of this, of this podcast will know that I and you – <laughs> are are uh, also yeah. southern, mm-hmm. and they've heard us speak. So a times. I think that there's a, a decent case to say that maybe maybe southern people are a little a little stupid as hell. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> and so with that being the case, if you're coming in there, everyone's already thinking, ah, here's what is essentially. A, a a a mentally defunct individual yeah. who just can't get a belt to keep his pants up. Yeah, and he instead just has two belts hanging over his shoulders, mm-hmm. and he's walking around trying to talk to me about something. And he, even that person, can notice an injustice. That's when you know that it should be painfully obvious that there's a problem. Okay, like if I'm if I'm just say, oh, I'm a very intelligent individual. Yeah. And and I can see that this is a murder. 
all that does is make anybody who isn't like a lawyer who isn't as smart as I am, they're going to say, oh, well, look at this asshole <laughs> coming around bragging about all his shit. It's like, you know, what? fuck him. It like it's if somebody like just ran like a 30K and they come up to you and say, man, I just did the, the craziest 30K. You instantly go, OK, shut the fuck up. Yeah, whatever, nerd. It's like nobody else does that. Nobody wants to talk to you ever. <laughs> but if you if you're just like, man, I went up an escalator and I'm tired from that. People go, <laughs> oh, OK, that's funny. You're out of shape. I can re- I can do that. So if I'm just already setting the bar low as hell. The bar exam. I I may be just a simple Southern lawyer. Yeah. But I think that shooting a man in the head's probably a problem. They'd go, yeah. No, yeah, that is a problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're going to say, you know what? I can, if this idiot can see that shooting a man in the head is not the way to go about solving an issue. Yeah. Then we ought to understand that shooting a man in the head is, yeah, they're going to. Or, well, see, you know, I can even do it the opposite direction okay. of just, I'm, if I really dumb it down, yeah. of just going, I may be a simple Southern lawyer, but I don't see no problem with shooting no one in the head. <laughs> and then they'll go, oh, what the fuck? And then they'll just instantly vote opposite of me. But at okay. least I know that, that I have a little bit to work with. There's some wiggle room. If I just instantly go in saying, hey, hey, guys, listen. I'm good. I'm I'm really smart. I'm really good at this because they're not going to fall for like for like reverse uh, uh, reverse psychology to a smart person because smart people don't have to resort to it. Yeah, (laughs) a smart person would never use reverse psychology. Yeah, they don't need. They're too smart for that. Yeah, they don't have the need. (laughs) Only an idiot would think of something like say something wrong and have people believe it. That's the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And so if I'm I would, if I'm going to be going up, trying to get my my boy saved from having getting the uh, electric chair. That's one yeah. of the drinks. Yeah, it's one of the four locos. It's one of the four locos. Yeah. And 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 I'm going up there with my with my shoulder belts on. Yeah. And I say I may be a simple Southern lawyer, but I think that sometimes murdering a man ain't that bad. Then they'll go, ah, okay. <laughs> So, right, so, sure. so then, so, so Daniel, your argument rests on just no matter how ridiculous some argument is, if you preface it with, now I may be uninformed and generally unintelligent, but I do sound pretty nice. That basically you can say anything and a, and a, and a, and a jury will just be like, all right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's not even necessarily, it's, it's it's not even about sounding nice. Okay. Like that's just the voice you do. Like if I was to go up there and say I may be a simple Southern lawyer, but here's the thing, and and <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm a Southern lawyer over here. Would you listen? Hey guys, please be quiet. I'm a simple Southern lawyer. Would you please listen to me? We <laughs> uh, if you if please please Southern lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm taking. Oh, I'm not, I might be a simple southern <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> we ain't got no chimney sweeps over here. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. I'm doing a wicked deposition over here. I'm, I'm from Montgomery. Oh well now. I may not be much but a uh, simple southern lawyer over here. But uh I don't think you should be alright shooting a man in the head now. Sod it. Sodids, <laughs> Simp Southern Lawyer here. Thanks for liking and subscribing to my channel. <laughs> yeah, no, all of those would work. <laughs> you don't even have to sound like it. It's just the words. Yeah, it's just, you just get. <laughs> Saw, dude, I got 12 subscribers <laughs> right there in the jury stand, bro. <laughs> And I know they're going to yeah. thumbs up about right. Can we get a share for guilty and a like for it? <laughs> this court case brought to you by Loot Crate. <laughs> by the judge box. Comes with a gavel. Fucking... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, Drew. Yeah, what's here's up? Here's the thing. Okay. You're a professional wrestler. Shit. You're a professional wrestler, and your professional wrestler character mm-hmm. is, of course, a judge. Damn. <laughs> but here's the thing. You're on ECW. You're on the Extreme Championship Wrestling. Okay. And so that means the weapons are allowed. Like, you can do some some pretty hardcore shit. Okay. So, with that in mind, Drew, I have to under I have to I have to ask why give him the chair, not throw the book at him. Ooh, ooh, that's a damn good one. Uh, <laughs> ooh, okay. This question is, of course, from me, Daniel, friend of the show. <laughs> Thank you, me, Daniel, friend of the show. Oh God, okay. Um. <laughs> No, no, so the easy the easy cop out here is in a in a good match. I'm going to do both things, right? But let's let's say it's I start with you know I got to give him the chair first. Yeah, it's part of your gimmick. It's like Jeff Jarrett used to use like a guitar. Yeah, and it was like that's the thing. He's country music, but and the thing is, there's a lot of chairs in ECW. So so why why do you go with give him the chair, not throw the book at him? Uh, See, here's the thing. Uh, The the big. The one of the big things in kind of you know performance entertainment like that is I have to be able to captivate and hold audience attention, um, and and a match that goes on for too long is not only exhausting on the performers, you know, on the person that I'm performing with this is the person I have a nice working relationship with, you know, behind the scenes, uh, non kayfabe and all that. Um, but it's also it's also uh, mentally exhausting on the audience for them to have to you know be attentive and really kind of take in everything that's going on for a long period of time. If I give him the chair as a judge, I flip a switch, he's dead in like a minute and a half. <laughs> if I throw the book at him, that guy's serving hard time for 20, 30 years. I'm not trying to put my friend and coworker through all that through that well, active now, performance. Hold on a second, though. Yeah. Now, but what if you were like a submission style wrestler? And so okay. the idea of your of your loadout of your move set was supposed it's, to be like submissions. No, it's okay. holding him in there. 
and you could like make a whole thing out of well, it. Well, dude, I mean, come on. The electric chair's got straps all over it. If I'm going to try to make a guy submit, that's a way better hold than a cell where he could walk around freely in a constrained space. You can't barely. Oh, that is true. Yeah, you got straps on your head, you got a bag over your face so I don't have to look you in the eyes that murder you. You got all this stuff. <laughs> And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trap him not only in a cage like an animal, but make him deal with the inner machinations of his own mind when left to his own thoughts for 30 years. Again, this is a man I like. I have a working relationship with this person. I'm gonna just put it down. I'm gonna flip that switch, read him his last rights, let him eat whatever food, and then throw it down, and it's over. Like it's done. The audience doesn't have to sit there for most of their life watching this one match. Uh, we don't have to continue to perform it after he's. I like de- the idea of a thirty-year Iron Man match. <laughs> it's man, it's exhausting to do. And again, an idea. It's it's a great. We did kick that around for a bit, but we. I me, bet Sami Zayn could do it. Oh, he he, <laughs> he would kill it. And I don't. I, there's no no exaggeration there. And we, again, we kicked that around in the writer's room. We definitely kicked around that idea. It's just whenever me and my partner uh, talked about it, he just thought it would be better for his character. And I agreed if I murdered him in the ring. And so that's what I got to do. Gotcha. Yeah. I like it. That's a good answer. I like it. Good job. Yeah. Thanks, man. I approve. Uh, I have no complaints. Uh Oh, my screen's going black because I haven't moved my mouse in a while. There Hell. we go. All right. Uh, Daniel, this next question is from friend of the show, Justin Jessel. Thank you, Justin. Um, and you know what? I am going to make sure I didn't type this question wrong is what I'm going to do first. But I'm going to preface this, Daniel, with you are a wrestler. Um, am I really? <laughs> uh, you you might be. I'm just wondering if I didn't. <laughs> If I didn't misspell anything, okay, I did. I did misspell things good because this is about to get real silly. Okay. Um, bam, 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 bam. Correct some spelling. Doodle doo. All right, Daniel. Uh, you know what? You're not a wrestler, but you're trying to. <laughs> you you are however. <laughs> Yeah, let's put that on a shirt. You know what? You're not a wrestler. Um, you, <laughs> you are the chief of the police in a major area. And mm-hmm. and someone has been arrested recently. And their family um, has come to you and is asking to see. Uh, nope, that's not what this means. Uh <laughs> Um, a concerned citizen <laughs> is coming to you because they've got a complaint with their local. <laughs> they have a. Say go ahead. They have a complaint about their local dentist. They went in for a cavity filling. They went in to have one of their cavities filled and fixed up so the chompers looked all good. And it turns out their dentist stole all of their teeth and just took them. Now, oh. now, oh. okay. Now, uh, Daniel. So you, as the as the point of authority in this township, in this uh, in this area, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have a responsibility to make sure justice is served. Um, right. And now, this is uh, this is just for audience, uh, for audience knowledge, for people who may not know uh, the uh, the phrase caveat emptor, which is going to come up in this question, um, is Latin for the phrase buyer beware. Um, it is a it is a 
principle in like law and things like that. But it basically just means like, hey, if you engage in a business transaction with somebody, it is on you to make sure you know of all of the things that go on with it uh, and all that. But with that in mind, Daniel, again, a person went to a dentist, get their cavity filled, dentist yeah. stole all their teeth. Right. And you, as the point of justice, have to, you know, make the right decision here. With that in mm-hmm. mind, Jessel asks, why cavity emperor, not caveat emptor? And so with that, why why have you decided to side with the dentist in their mad plan to become a cavity emperor? <laughs> and not uh, tell the buyer that they, you know, maybe should have done some more research. Um, well, ultimately the result would be the same. Uh-huh. Uh, honestly, if, <laughs> so the question is really, it's like, I agree that this guy should not get his teeth back. <laughs> yeah. What the question is really is why did I decide this man should not get his teeth back, but in a way that makes this other guy emperor. become the cavity emperor. <laughs> Um, yeah, and something just like really low, like, hey, man, maybe don't go to that dentist again. This is what I would say. <laughs> if I am the authority in this situation and I got a call for, say, a domestic dispute. Okay. I would I would I I'd arrive on the scene. I would see what's happening. Say it's like um, it was like a, a husband and wife are fighting. Things got out of hand and and the husband was like, um, and, and you know, and the wife, both of them, in their anger, they didn't take it down on each other, but they had like two kids. And so they were just beating on their kids. And so, and so you see this and you say, okay, this, this, these people are not fit to, be parents. to have these kids. No. You take the kids and you put them into, uh, oh, what do you call it? Oh, gosh. Foster care? What's the term? Yeah, you, you put them in foster care. You, you, you take them, you put them in foster care. Uh, the, 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 oh, what's the term for the, the, the apartment? The, I mean, the, like defects, like you call defects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you get, you get them and, and defects is the one who is ultimately the decider of, is this home good for these kids? And that system works. Uh, okay. But there's a person who is appointed in doing that. Yeah. If this person yeah. is a dentist mm-hmm. and their job is to see which teeth are clean or not. And they see that this person is not taking care of their teeth, <laughs> then they should have the right to say these teeth are not in a safe home. These teeth are not living in the kind of environment that's going to help them sustain uh, a, a healthy growth. That person should be able to decide if those teeth should be removed from their from that house. Yeah. <laughs> and so the cavity emperor, it may seem far fetched. And I'm sure that when Defax was first coming around, people were like, whoa, there's just a group that's allowed to take my kids away. And, and I'm sure that it had a lot of pushback, too. But a cavity emperor, a person who is appointed that looks at the situation like sub, not uh, objectively yeah. and says, hey, I'm noticing that there's a lot of holes around these teeth. I'm noticing some bruising. There's <laughs> the, uh, there's there's literally broken bone here. Mm-hmm. This is not the environment these teeth need to be in. Not at all. Yeah, sure. You put a roof over their head. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but but if you if you're if you think like if you have teeth, it doesn't mean that that you deserve to have those teeth. And and I won't lie, some people they have teeth too early. Some people get teeth so early and their parents didn't teach them proper dental care. That's and you know sometimes it is just, you know, it's nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you learn these bad behaviors. Um and so really it's just lines of bad <laughs> dental work. It's just bad but, teeth passed out of What's important teeth. is is that you have to get those teeth out of there. Mm-hmm. You do. It will become bad for the teeth. It'll become bad for the actual home that those teeth are living in. Yep. What are they going to do if those teeth just up and run away? You won't know. <laughs> like you may be, you may just you have your two front teeth. All of a sudden, you're out at Walmart. Those teeth are gone, yeah. and you know it's because of something you did and how you treated them mm-hmm. that they fell out on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> and you can't find them. You have no idea. You can't. You can't do that. So that is why I feel it's necessary to appoint a cavity emperor <laughs> <laughs> to make the tough to, calls. To make the tough calls when it comes, because because he's not just the he's not the tooth taker. No, like he's not some monster. <laughs> no, he only takes the cavity ridden teeth. He's the cavity emperor. emperor. <laughs> And you know, if you can come back and the teeth that you have are are clean, and you can show that you've improved the home life, they'll put they'll them back. Put, put the teeth right back in there. They'll just put them right back in there. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm reading some of Josh's. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one of these do I want to do? Oh, man. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Um. So, <laughs> Drew... Yeah. Uh, as, as is usual, is going to be the case in these. You mm. are a lawyer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be the case. It's going to be a little bit of that. You are a lawyer. Yeah. And, or wait, is that lawyers? I can't tell which one you're telling. I'm excited, though, for me to be a lawyer. Yeah, anyway. I haven't clicked on any. Yeah. Um, You know what? I'm either a wrestler, so I mean, take your pick. That's right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Give me just one second, one second. Okay, that is. Blah, blah, blah. All right, this question isn't technically correct because it's actually more so about. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Uh, I, guess, I guess it counts. Yeah, legal slogans. Okay. Uh, Drew, yeah. I lied. <laughs> You're neither a lawyer or a professional wrestler. As, yeah. as insane as that may sound and seem. You are instead a policeman. <laughs> you are a policeman. And and you you have made it your life's duty mm. to help as many people as you possibly can. Yeah. You've dedicated your life to the force, 
you want to do a good job. You want to you want to fix some of the the, the 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 problems that have been plaguing our our law enforcement for many years. Yeah. But with that in mind, Drew, why to protect and to serve? Uh, two being T W O number, and not to protect and to serve, being as in to do those things in general. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I've this question is of course in front of the show, Josh Andrews. Josh, um, I, I have been doing. I've dedicated my life to this, and the convenient thing about me is that yeah. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a hard ass. I'm a bit uh, I'm a bit stubborn. And me and the commissioner, we go back and forth on a lot of stuff because I'm very motivated and I'm very kind of headstrong in what I think and how I think it should be done. Um, the upside of that though is I've already protected and served, and so doing that more is just it, it's just pointless. <laughs> what I need is a full on sequel to protect to serve. And that's what the first one lets me do. It lets oh, me right. bring in. Because if, yeah. if you do too much of the first one, it would be too protect yeah, and it, too yeah, it'd be safe. T-O-O. And that's too much. <laughs> you know, there's such a thing as too safe. I want people to still be, you know, I want them to have like an exciting nightlife, an exciting day and stuff to do. And so I still have to, you know, give people that. I have to let them vent their steam. And so I need a full-blown sequel. Uh, I need new characters. I need a new antagonist. And that's going to get me re-energized because, again, I've already saved the city. I've already fixed the problems. And so I'm starting to get complacent. I'm starting to think there's nothing the bad guys can do at this point. And so it's causing me to be lax in my job. It's causing me to not pay as much attention. But when I get a full-on reboot, I get a full sequel, I get new characters, I get stuff I didn't think of before because they weren't in the script earlier. Now they are. Okay. I got, I got Ludacris. I got Ludacris with a big old afro. I got Tyrese. We're bringing in rappers and singers. We're bringing in extra people from outside the universe in here. And so it gives me more stuff to do. Okay. All right. And so I get what you're saying because when when the first one left off, yeah. when you protected and served, yes. it seemed like everything had been cleared up. Yeah. Like it didn't even like it didn't even have a trail off of you like driving off into the distance. Yeah. But then like you turn on your sirens like right before the, the credits roll. Like the yeah. credits roll to let it know, oh wait, no, things are still bad. So people, this is coming out of left field. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Oh shit, what's left? What what yeah. is there to to protect and to serve?" Mm-hmm. Okay, I dig it. Okay, so what what is the thing? What's the new thing? Because we already know about murderers, kidnappers, people who burgle, uh, uh just random. What? It's he, like and see that's the big dodging the draft and yeah. that kind of stuff. So what? And what is the new crime since you've protected against well, all the other well, ones? See, that's the thing is in to protect to serve. We've done an entire about face. It's all the things I thought were solutions in the first film have actually become the next wave of problems. No, there's oh, no more the murderers. Oh God. Crime. Now we're overpopulated. There's no more kidnapping. Kids are taking their parents hostage. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's too much stuff. There's no over abundance of trash now i didn't think of that people dodging the draft everyone's in the army oh shit i didn't plan for any of these problems and so now you see me have to wrestle with oh i thought i knew everything in the first one i thought i was so right that's why i get so humble he has to become the very thing that he hated which is every criminal (laughs) every criminal i've got to (laughs) i've got to start kidnapping kids i've got to start de-enlisting people from the army i've got to kill people and steal stuff i've got to do all the crime 
I've got to be all the crime because the town's and then, and, then when the, and then when the officers come, like ones from the first one, when they're just like, what are you doing, Chet? And you say, listen. <laughs> we're, say, fa- we're a family. And it says, listen. And it's just like, and they're just like, I hope you understand, Chet, that we have to take you in. And resisting arrest is a crime. And then you light your, 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 I guess, weed, because that's probably illegal. Yeah. You light it and you go, yeah. I know it is. And then you just start running and you start evading <laughs> the police. And then they like a, a, like a tear droplet comes from their eye. Cause they know why you're doing it, mm-hmm. but it also is their job. They, and so they have they, to go after you. Yeah. They they're know, a hero from the first thing. They know that my heart's in the right place, but they also have a job to do. And they know that I understand that. And that makes it all the more hard. And that's, that's why it has to happen. It has to happen. Oh, this I way. love it. That's so good. What a good, fun answer. I like it. That's so cute. <laughs> Daniel. That's an adorable one. Yeah, Daniel, baby. Daniel, you are a lawyer. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. Throw it in. And you have just, you've just big old bow. You have just knocked this case out of the park. You've gotten yeah. this wrongfully accused man. You're, you're going to get him off scot-free. He mm-hmm. is going to live the rest of his life. He's going to be a great father to his kids, a great husband to his husband. He's going to have a good on life. And and all you've got to do is just not fuck it up in the last final final word to the jury. <laughs> you've, you, you've got the ball right there, right at the end zone. You've just got to not fumble it. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, you've made your closing arguments. Mm-hmm. With that in my day, I have to ask, why nap time and then take a nap and not I rest my case? This question is from Fred to the show. Me, thank you, me. Um, the th- here I've seen enough uh, 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 courtroom dramas and and plays based on such um based on the courtroom dramas not actual <laughs> things that have happened <laughs> I've, I've seen the stage adaptation of courtroom dramas <laughs> and the tv versions yeah. and and the thing that i always know is that once the person rests their case either the other the other lawyer comes up and they start talking mm-hmm. Or the judges, or the judges, <laughs> the, the judges. jury is sent immediately to deliberation. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is that I want to make sure, yeah, that that they are having enough time to really think about all of these things in a space where they can't be asking each other more questions. Okay, like I want everyone to hear what I said individually. Mm-hmm. And so what I do, instead of passing over to the other lawyer who can start throwing wrenches into my plan, I just say nap time and I lay down, but I still, I still have the floor. Yeah. So all that they can do is just sit there and mull over for what is probably two hours, (laughs) the last things I've said. Mm -hmm. And so they're sitting there and they're all thinking about it and they're not allowed to like go over and discuss with each other. They just have to sit there and go, okay, all right. And so each one of them, is 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 going to my side 
because I've been saying everything else well except for nap time. <laughs> yeah. And so they're already they're mulling on over because they're not allowed to just have an outright open discussion or the judge would bang the gavel and that'd wake me up and I get cranky. <laughs> <laughs> You can't call a bailiff on a baby. He just then becomes bailiff-proof. And then there's some... (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And so they sit there, and in the two hours, because I've been doing such a good job, Mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to do anything else, they're not allowed to get up and go anywhere, everybody at that point is just like, okay, there's... I I have processed this, a full processing of this. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Since I'm already napping... They might also. They might just say, you know what? Well, if we're napping, well, let's sleep on it. Yeah. And then they wake up and they go, oh, okay. I feel refreshed. I feel good. I get why he took a nap. I get why they do that. I can even more relate to this guy and his good thing that he did. Mm-hmm. This is such an un- unconventional method. Yeah. Uh, because, and that's what the judge would say. Like I would say, nap time. Lay down and take a nap. And then the other lawyer would go, hey, hold on, isn't surely that's against the rules and then the judge would 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 bang the gavel i wouldn't be fully asleep yet so i'd wave my arm in the air like "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) and then he'd say i know it may seem unconventional but i'll allow it and the other one goes oh fine and then he sits down and but the thing is he's not getting his nap nap (laughs) so when he gets back to the stand when i wake up i'm all stretching everybody else is waking up and then and then the other guy's just like can i please have the floor and everyone's just like dude chill we just woke yeah, up could you please relax could you could you just relax and then so he goes and then he immediately is just like okay now that it's finally my turn everyone's like ah oh, just already with this yeah he's just already gonna start riding our ass give us a minute dude <laughs> at least let us have some coffee and so then the judge says okay let's give him a 15 minute recess bam more time <laughs> <than> <laughs> then they have their coffee it gets some like they just woke up they have coffee so their brain is still processing stuff a little wrong yeah. because it's just nothing but caffeine mm-hmm. not the most restful sleep but still enough yeah. and so they're in this weird kind of half nap state but their body and brain are wired yeah. and so that person comes in there and they're just like yeah okay speed it up we my body is i can't just sit in this chair forever oh, we're in the go like hurry up like yeah speed it along and then so he's like, okay, well, here's why my client uh, couldn't have been the one to actually do this. Um, he doesn't own a gun. He doesn't live in that state. <laughs> there's, there's none of these none of these things. Are they, and they're like, yeah, okay, he doesn't have a gun. He doesn't live in the state. But what, he could drive. He could fly. There's planes. There's cars. Yeah, whatever, dude. What, what else? You yeah, what it's right. And it's just also, he doesn't have to own a gun. You can grab one. You can get it from somewhere. Yeah. One of his friends might have one. Easy. He's just like, yeah, okay, judge, don't let the jury talk. And it's just like, look, I can't control him. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do anything. Like they're in work mode now. Yeah, yeah this is what their job <laughs> no, is. They, I got nothing, man. Yeah, this. I can't do it. Like, well, you didn't let them talk during his nap. And they're like, they took a nap too. Yeah, dude. Like, I can't stop the jury from napping. Yeah. I was like, well, you could stop them from talking. This is like, well, honestly, you're you're speaking a little too much. We have things to do. <laughs> if you wrap it up, it would be a problem. <laughs> And so that is why uh, I would I would nap time <laughs> instead of rest my case. 
Nice. Okay. No, no, I'm with it. It's a very good strategy. It's a good strategy, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the judge would love it. The people would love it. Um, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel a little better afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm going to ask another one from the list here. All right, yeah, because I think we have time for about one more. I think it close it out. Oh, yeah, and then you can you can pass me over the, the boy. Yeah. But you got to remember, there's going to be like three minutes cut from this. That's, that's uh, true. From our actual record time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, you you're part of the um, you're part of the 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 of the. You are part of the group of folks who are making the 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 the. The um, oh, what what would you call it? Oh, the Bill of Rights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a founding father. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're one of you're one of those fucking guys, yeah. and you you are you are uh, you're setting forth all the things. You, you're putting all of this. You got the the rights in civil cases. You want to have uh, the you know the bear in arms one. You want to have all of these things, mm-hmm. and and these are all things that you are doing uh, to the Constitution to to kind of uh, make sure that it's saying everything that you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, <laughs> okay. normally you would call these amendments. Mm. This time you aren't. Yeah. You, Founding Father Drew, creator of the Bill of Rights, Constitution, all this good stuff. Why why are you making amendments, as in like amen, mm-hmm. like a prayer, yeah. and then mints, like a nice mint. Yeah. <laughs> and not amendments to the to the Constitution. All right. So here's the here's the thing. Um, many of the founding fathers the main issue is you had a um, a lot of us because uh, I'm also a founding father for this bit um, are not a wrestler or a, or, lawyer. or a lawyer or a judge or a policeman. Um, I'm I'm a founding father, and the issue is we are some of the brightest minds of our time, um, all localized in the same time and in the same geographic location, and we are trying to govern over the most stubborn idiots to have ever existed possibly ever the people that existed at the time of the american revolution are probably some of the dumbest that have ever been before in the past currently all of them dumb (laughs) and if i if i want to propose an amendment to the constitution i'm gonna have to present an argument I'm going to have to answer questions and I'm going to have to convince these mouth breathing troglodytes that maybe, maybe perhaps we need a government that can have a military to fight other militaries in case they attack us. And I'm going to have to take my uh, (laughs) well-educated vernacular and words that I use. I'm going to dumb those things down so these fucking idiots can understand. The Southern lawyer treatment. I got you. I got you. Whereas if I just, if I sneak them in as amen mints, one, 
And these people are going to be like, oh, God? Yeah, no, that's got to be good. They don't even think about it. They're just like, oh, religion, for sure. <laughs> and then Mint's like, oh, fresh breath. None of us here have ever brushed our teeth. That sounds amazing. What's your your breath smells like lilacs, Mr. Mister Father. And I'm like, it sure does. <laughs> now, don't you worry. You're a pretty Please, little head. Just call me Father. Mr. Father. Mr. Father. <laughs> my father. My father. <laughs> Don't you worry your pretty little head about whatever's in this document. It won't affect you at all. And then I just sneak in a law about how we all have to drink clean water and they don't get to say anything about it because it's not an amendment. It doesn't get voted on. It just is right in there. Nothing they could do about it. I bypass one having to waste my time with these fucking idiots. Uh, and I'm able to help them despite themselves by way of doing that. <laughs> Amen, Mint. Amen, Mint. They used to give those out at uh, church after they do the uh, the Passover. Wait, you gotta get um, the taste of because you get yeah you, you have the taste of like Welch's grape juice and then you have the taste of Welch's saltine crackers all in your mouth so you, <laughs> they give you one of those nice little Welch's mints amen mints yeah. yeah and you just you bite into that and you're like wow not only is Jesus kind of got a bad aftertaste but <laughs> but this <laughs> this other thing really nice I wonder I wonder if that's how a lot of people feel about religion. I like to think it is. <laughs> this has been why this not that. <laughs> Normally our entries are not nearly that somber, but I like the I like the change in tone we had for this one. Um, Daniel, hmm. I have to give you a lead-in question for next week's episode. In addition to having come up with a theme. And you know what? All right, Daniel. The question I have for you for next week's Give it to me. Why This Not That episode mm. is, Daniel, why designated hitter, not designated driver? And next week's episode's theme is socialization and nightlife. Uh, this uh, is, oh, yeah. Hey, well, hold on. Yeah. That's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I done fucked up and came up with a real nice one for next week. Man, if I was the one in charge of the question, <laughs> aim the theme. Wow, we'd be doing like cheese. We'd be doing like what do you call the bottom part of a skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Daniel. Do you want to phrase that different? You're like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you call the bottom part of a skateboard? <laughs> we'll find out next Why week. Why the underside, not the top? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been Why This Not. Uh, we've been your hosts, Drew and Dan. Um, we'd like to thank Prax. He does our intro and outro music. Uh, he will be linked down below. Uh, we also want to thank, um, damn, we really only thank just him. Uh, <laughs> I also want to mention, um, 
Uh, just thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, we also have linked down below our merch store where you can buy uh, delightful friend of the show shirts. If you haven't seen them already, they are incredibly comfortable. And they also don't mention the name of the show, therefore, whatsoever. So if you want to support the show or just buy a shirt that says friend of the show on it, we have the show for that. The shirt for that. Buck. Yeah, Thank- I'm currently right now I am wearing the friend of the show shirt. It is an incredibly comfortable fabric. I got like the the baseline whatever their classic t-shirt is mm-hmm. it is very high quality fabrics yes um also in the time of us recording this episode things are on sale yep. so uh government listening in on our live conversation Ooh. making sure we're not domestic terrorists <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and check out tpublic.com slash why this not that it will take you directly to our apparel store all tees just $14 mm-hmm. as of the time of this recording yep. I believe that will be different as of the time the show goes up but I don't know that uh, since <laughs> in, the, in, the three, yeah, in the three and a half ish weeks since the merch has been up it has been on sale three times so if not say, if it's not on sale when you go look at it it's pretty likely to be on sale like a couple days later something interesting about Tee Public. Um, and Drew just said, I know what you're thinking. These are our designs that we're putting on the shirts. We have no control over when the prices change for our designs. No control to these shirts. Absolutely none. So literally just check tpublic.com slash why this not that all the time. We have no idea when it could just be like 14. Like maybe twelve. I'm not gonna talk about what their prices are gonna end up being because we don't have it being twelve over it, which is fucking great. I actually, I love it. Uh, and here's the thing: I do want to say again, thank you to everyone who has purchased any of our merchandise. It does help to support the show, and we have done it such a way that you also get something out of it. Uh, and also, in case you if you're like, oh man, I want to support the show, but you would feel like we would get less from it's on sale, I would rather you pay as little as possible for any of our merchandise. To be quite honest. <laughs> Uh, any yeah, not, we're happy that you don't yeah. have to pay to listen to us. Yeah, thank we, God. We wish you lose this money. Yeah, that's not true. We we like what we do. You know, it's it's all good fun. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that. If you if you're interested in any of it, we do have some of that down below. Uh, but with all that in mind, uh, as we always say, um, bye. Uh, Drew, I wanted to tell you that um, yeah. last week you played Dipped in Folly twice. Did I play Dipped in Folly twice? You did, because at the beginning of the of the podcast, because that's not our usual practice song. Our no, usual that, practice song big on Gordon. opener is Big on Gordon, but you said in the episode that we were listening to... Uh, uh, that that uh, it was Dipped, uh, Dipped in Folly. Yeah. Start, so we had it playing twice. So I think mm. for this episode, you need to do Big on Gordon as both our intro and outro. That, that's probably what I'm going to have to do. Uh, the audience will know right now if I did it or not, but that's probably what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> nice. <laughs>